The issues that matter most, right here. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. I'm a priest 20 years now, and I now have the special charge as an army chaplain to bring in priests and seminarians into the army as army chaplains so that soldiers can get the sacraments and they can live their First Amendment right to be faithful. It's the Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Well, you're going to love this. First of all, it's good to be back. Great to have you hanging out with me today. I, I have a friend I've known for years. He entered the priesthood and uh, became an army chaplain. And I was just talking to my next guest who's going to be in the studio with me in a second here uh, about him. And um, it's an interesting call. It really is to be an army chaplain. When you think about an army chaplain, you might think of Father Vincent Capadano or Father Emil Capuan, you know, the priest whose causes for sainthood have been opened. And uh, you might also think about uh, MASH and some of the other depictions of of so many of these guys. Chaplains today are probably having a rougher go of it. Um, I think today, uh, going day-to-day living, uh, you know, in their diocese, because they have the charge of, I think, 2 million Catholics, something along those those lines. So it's it's way up there. We've had on the air in the past, um, you know, the head of the Archdiocese of Military Services. And um, boy, it's, it's something that I, you know, I didn't know a whole lot about uh, until just a couple years ago. Um, my daughter is a United States Marine. She's no longer serving, but once a Marine, always a Marine. Okay, all right. And, um, you know, faith was very important to her. It really was. And uh, I've invited today to join me uh, a, an Army chaplain. You're an Army chaplain, right? Army chaplain. And go Army, right? Go Army. That's what you want Beat to do. Navy. Father Peter <laughs> Peter Pomicello, uh, he was a priest originally from Staten Island, but has been an Army chaplain for about 10 years and also a recruiter for the uh, chaplaincy. And you can follow him on Instagram. Go to fr.unclesam at Instagram or, or goarmy.com forward slash uh, chaplains. Goarmy.com slash chaplains. Um, yeah, you know, I, until my daughter got into the uh, to the military, Father, and it's good to have you in uh, here. Thanks, Father, Drew, Thanks for having me on. Father, this is Peter great. Father is in studio with us here. Uh, Father, I didn't, um, you know, I, I, I thought, yeah, it's not a big deal, but there are sometimes um, you guys are stretched. Yeah, how about doing this? Give perspective to everyone okay, about two things. Uh, what, great. what you do and how big your responsibility is. Right, right. I, to give you to give your audience an idea of how critical it, and priests, certain parts of of the United States, they're flush with priests, but most places in the United States they're not, and it's a vocation crisis that that everybody's feeling, and it's even more of a crisis for us in the military because I, I can speak for the numbers for the army. I'm one of less than 90 priests on active duty to really serve the needs of soldiers and families in the army. We really need 400. You're one of 90, one of less than 90. Oh and we'd need about 400 to really meet mission. Think about it. When you think about the need for priests in the military, and and I'll, and I'll I'll give a nod to my my navy my navy brothers over there that and, and sisters you know the sailors they either have a priest it's a very on off switch for for sailors right yeah. you either have a priest on the ship or you don't yeah right exactly right so there's that but I argue that we have so much more to cover in the army we have so many more posts and outposts and and we're all over the world in these small places that some places can be served by a local clergy, but a lot of times it's, that's not the case. Yeah. And we serve the first amendment. 
we serve the First Amendment, which is why I wear the uniform and I deploy with them and I train with them and we go into austere environments so that they're not denied their First Amendment right to, to live and practice their religion. Not my religion, their religion. And if our religions coincide, it's great because yeah. then I can provide for them. But if not, as a chaplain, I'm responsible to, to get another chaplain of their faith to them. Did you counsel or, or minister to, to non-Catholics or is it just exclusively Catholic? I do. You'd be surprised how, how it's, it's very, it's just a very human kind of ministry. Yeah, right. you, you know, here you are, it, I'll give you an example. Um, I, I'm, I was a paratrooper for two different assignments. I love jumping out of airplanes and I love that ministry because everybody's on their P's and Q's. You had to be learn, You had to be trained though. How to do oh that. yeah, absolutely. Have, so the military trained you to jump absolutely, out of Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, I, I can cool. I tell you a quick story about that. I, I knew I wanted to jump out of airplanes since I was like eight years old. I saw a movie and I, I was like, wait, I, I want to be a paratrooper. <laughs> and the first opportunity to really do it in earnest was when I was applying to be a chaplain. And I was telling my chaplain recruiter yeah. at the time, Father Joel Panzer, he was recruiting me. And I said, listen, I want to be I want to be a chaplain. I want to jump out of airplanes. Said, yeah. All right. Hold on. We'll get to that. Let's just, let's just relax. And let's just, let's just get you in. I'm like, no, no, no. I want to jump out of airplanes. So I show up to my medical appointment. True story. Yeah. I'm, in, I'm in Brooklyn for my, my medical appointment. And he counsels me before I go. He's like, now listen, he's like, Let's just get you through the medical appointment, you know, like, like, and when we'll talk about like doing hard stuff later on, I show up and I'm like, Hey, I need an airborne physical. Wow. And <laughs> they're like, you need it. You're recruited and ask for an airborne physical. I knew what to ask for because I was prior service. Oh, it's like, I need an airborne physical. And uh, I, you didn't get it. We don't have an order for this. I need an airborne physical. Mm. They're like, all right. Yeah, sure. Chaplain. No problem. I'm, I'm in a Roman collar. Yeah, right, right. And I'm like, yeah, sure. I come back, <laughs> come back. And he's like, why did you get an airborne physical? I want to jump out of airplanes. <laughs> and it worked out. It worked out in my favor because I wound up getting assigned to, I, I was originally supposed to go to the 10th Mountain Division in New York mm -hmm. and then twist and turns. And they said, oh, this guy wants to jump out of airplanes. Send him. And they sent me to Alaska. Right. That's and great. that's where I jumped out of airplanes my, my first time around. They sent me to airborne school. This is the long way around to telling you that when you're jumping out of airplanes, it's dangerous business, right? Yeah, right. Everybody's on their P's and Q's. Everybody wants to be like, and there's there's 50,000 things that could go wrong before you even open the parachute right. that could really be harmful to yourself or to other people. So there's a lot of trust. There's a lot of trust in the people who train the, the paratroopers to get out of the door safely. They're called jump masters. And and I I was given the opportunity and I became a jump master myself. So now I'm relating to the soldiers in a different way. Now I'm not just the chaplain, I'm a jump master. And that opens up all sorts of conversations because after the, a, the good success of a good operation, it's like, hey, chaplain, thanks so, you know, thanks so much for this, this, this jump and all that. Can I talk to you? I'm getting married or my, uh, my wife's having a baby. And this brings in ministry kind of conversation that really just opens the doors. And it's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful ministry. You know, you said you were, you had prior training? I mean, were you, were you in military? Which so I was in army. Yes. I so was, what's your backstory? Are you a late, so, con, uh, late vocation? I was, I was a later vocation. Yeah. I, I had started out of, I went to, I went to Catholic high school. I thought about being a priest. I thought about being a religious brother. And I was like, no, no way, not doing that. And I kind of just put it off. Mm -hmm. And then Years later, I couldn't ignore it anymore. I had been a public school teacher. I was teaching public school in New York City oh, wow. and I loved what I did, but it kind of just, it grew from from there 
coming back to church, I had been, I'd been away, yeah. you know, I'd been away from church and, and kind of ignoring things. Um, I, uh, I, I went, I kind of got hit over the head. I went to Europe one summer. I was off, I was a school teacher. I was off for the summer yeah. and I rode a bicycle all over Europe wow. one summer. It was great. great. And I felt like a tourist in these Catholic churches. And I went in there and I was embarrassed for myself. Like yeah. I was just mortified. I'm wow. like, like, what am I doing? Like, why am I just a tourist in these church? Like, I need to get back to confession. I need to get back to mass. Wow. Like, what am I doing? And I did. I went back to confession. I went back to mass. And then all sorts of things just started snowballing from there. And I went within within a matter of, I want to say within a matter of a year, I went from going to Sunday mass. I became convicted to go to daily mass. Oh, wow. And I was just like, I, I have to follow. I have to follow where this is going. And- that's when the vocation kind of blossoms, it flowers, and and I'm like, I I gotta I gotta apply to seminary. Let no. me do it. What was the family like? What did they say when you said, "Hey, I'm gonna be a priest"? Well, they were shocked. They were still, what you? <laughs> 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 I, I will say it was. That's great. I, I, I had been. I was serious with a, with a young young woman. She was she was a nurse, yeah. and uh, we were talking serious about you know getting married, and it was going that way. We'd been dating for about six months yeah. when. I told her, I was like, I think, you know, and she'd met me, full disclosure, she'd met me, she, I was already going to daily mass before yeah, I met her. Right. So when I tell her this, I'm like, I, I'm thinking about the seminary. And she's uh, like, uh, and then uh, she says the worst uh, thing in the world uh, from her uh, like, coming to me. She goes, I I could see that. No, and I'm like, what? I don't want to hear this from you. That's so funny. <laughs> so... so yeah, it's so funny. I, I have several friends who are priests, right? And, and these guys had... They, either worked for Fortune 500 companies or they were in these different relationships. And this one priest who I was with, brilliant guy, he said the same thing. I mean, he had, he was a very, he was a later vocation and he felt this call to the priesthood over. And he, when he finally revealed it, cause he was engaged almost to be married to her. He says, you know, we had this engagement and here I realized this was where I was meant to be. And she said to him when they were sitting across the table, you were always meant to be a priest. And wow. I knew that she let him go, you know, right, it was right. great. Then I know other stories where there was a, a couple that was dating man, a male and a female. He ended up ending the priesthood. She ended up becoming religious. So, you know, and, and God, and you know what? God works in mysterious ways. And he does. And it's, it's for for your listeners out there, especially if you have a young man that's thinking about the priesthood yeah. out there, or a young lady who's thinking about religious life, but they're attracted to to married life and to marriage and family, it's not that much of a stretch. No. They're both lives of commitment. They're yep. both lives of sacrifice. Yes, they are, yep. They're both lives of service to God and, and to each other. So it's it's not I love God rest uh my moral theology teacher in seminary, Monsignor Bill Smith. He said the only difference between a priest and a married man is one woman. Yeah, that's right. You know, we're still called to live the same virtue, the, to live Amen. the call to God's will. You're just feeling it differently as a married man than I am yeah, as a priest, but right. but it, it's all the same. Such a great way of putting it because people look at priests in a totally different perspective. It's, and it's priests. unfortunate. You know, you, you it think is. it's so high and pie in the sky and they're up on this pedestal. No, yeah. they're not. You know, they're, we're, we're not. We're, we're weak just as everybody else is. We're flawed, but God God calls the weak so and the flawed to, to to bring them to this life. When I was young, I was playing racquetball with a, a priest from our parish, right? I used to play it a lot. And I went to the rectory to have dinner one night, and my sister's like, oh, you're having dinner at the rectory? Because I mean, they have this vision that <laughs> you guys are like ivory right. statues. You're not human beings when you become a priest anymore. Yeah, it's so funny. That, and that's the best part about being a military chaplain. Yeah. It brings it all the way back to yeah. being, you know, I'm sitting here in front of you in this army uniform. Yeah, right. And, and like, so at first glance, you don't know that I'm a priest. 
until I, maybe I tell you, or right. you can, you know, you can start like, right. all right, man, I can yeah, see that, that symbol over there. Give it away either. I wouldn't know. You right. Know, it's like- and, and, and I think that's very, um, it's just a great, it's a witness and it puts me in the category of kind of, I'm a missionary yeah. to my own culture that's so beautiful. and to my own, my own people and yeah. my own, in, in the United States army, I'm a missionary yeah. to bring, to bring soldiers to God and God to soldiers. No, I, I love it. Maggie and I were talking because you and I bumped into each other. I think I was flying back from, was it Italy? We were in Rome. Yeah, we were, we were in, in Rome, Rome together. It was great. And that's when you came up, you handed me your card with that's a right. QR code on it. <laughs> that's right. I said, oh, we got to get this guy. I came back. I took it. I said, we got to get him on the air. Right. And I'm glad you guys, your your paths crossed later because. Well, I met. was, I always had this, I always had in mind doing this with you on this weekend. I knew I was coming out to Chicago. That's great. For uh, the Father the Pat O'Malley uh, basketball tournament, Mundelein, yeah, up the street. Great. Oh, yeah. So that, I'll, be, that's I'll be there all the weekend. Well, I'm glad you made it here. I think it's important. Relevant Radio reaches probably, I think, over 270 million households Beautiful. nationwide. Hundreds of radio stations carry it worldwide over the web as well. So there's a lot of men who are listening right now and maybe even a lot of priests. I mean, how does one become an army oh, Let's child? talk about that. Let's talk about that. And for those guys who are listening, DM me. Get me on, on Instagram, and we can have a conversation. And what's the best way to do that again? FR.UncleSam on Instagram. Or you can even just, you can send me an email, priestrecruitereast at gmail.com. Send me an email. Um, it's difficult. It, it takes at least two bishops to make a priest a chaplain, and I'll explain that. Because wow. no, no priest... Uh, serves on his own. No priest is just puts out his shingle and says, hey, I'm a priest and this is what I do. Every priest is ordained in obedience to a bishop to serve that bishop. So every priest who's in the military as a chaplain needs the permission of his ordinary, of his bishop, to serve, to go on this special work, this special assignment. So the way it works, real simple is, Here's a priest who's, let's say, you know, here's here's Drew who wants to become Father Drew, and and he's gonna he's gonna come into the army. He needs the permission of his own ordinary, mm-hmm. and then you need to be vetted by the Archbishop for the military service. That's gonna be hard, though. What what bishop's gonna let a good priest go? I mean, it's, honestly, there's a vocation crisis, and it shows you the generosity. God bless the generosity yeah. of the of the bishops who let them go, who let them do yeah, this amen work. To that. That's fantastic. And now and now Father Marcel. Who's part yeah. of Relevant Radio? Oh, yeah. He's part of the process. We we were just I gotta I gotta mention mm. this. We just saw each other two days ago, and hadn't been announced. And he's waiting for this weekend to to mention this to his parish oh, for the wow. first time. He's been there sixteen <laughs> years, and then the press release dropped this afternoon. I'm like, I guess the cat's out of the bag. <laughs> I I texted him. I'm like, I guess he's like, oh yeah, no, it's out of the bag. Yeah, my my producer called me right before the the start of the broadcast because he's in another one of my producers in another location. He said, you see the press release? I said, what press release? <laughs> He says, oh, we should get Father Marcel on. Interim vocation director. You know, he's going to be, uh, he's tasked with uh, relieving the shortage of Catholic, uh, I guess it's military chaplains, right? Right. So, yeah, I know he's going to be stopping by. We'll get him on here, too. To and so we, we're hand in glove in that I'm a recruiter for the Army. So obviously, like, all my things are all just focused on the Army. But he, for the Archdiocese of the military, Father Marcel is, is charged with bringing in vocations to the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, VA hospitals. Wow. So it's 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 all of that. Vocations are up, though. I thought I was reading in his press release. Weren't they under – who was the predecessor? Um, oh, was, Father Aiden Logan? Yeah, was that it? I think the numbers are up in terms of vocations recently. And, and it depends on what part of the country you go to. Yeah, I mean, like I could tell you a sad story. I mean, my own diocese, the Archdiocese of New York, we went – I think it was – 
it was either last year or the year before that we went without a vocation. We, we went without an ordination. That's we hadn't had that for hundred years, you know, like I don't even know if the history of the diocese. Well, you know, it's a grace. If, if Scott's calling a man and you know, this better than anybody, you know, that, that tug is on his heart. Culture is powerful, you know, and it, it can really, it can, it can numb the, the, the mind, the heart and deafen the ears. You a lot know? of noise. I hope a lot of men can kind of hear through that din and, if you feel God's calling you, I mean, look into it. Definitely take a, a chance and, and go ahead and, and step out. Uh, the U.S. military, uh, the press release it said, continues to suffer a chronic shortage of Catholic chaplains as aging priests retire from all branches faster than they are replaced. Over the past 25 years, the number of active duty Catholic chaplains have declined by more than half and over 400 at a time of 9-11 to 190 today. There you go. Um, serving an active duty Catholic population of 325,000 based on based worldwide, not accounting for families. 25% of U.S. military is Catholic. That's a lot. Yes. Uh, that, yes. That's a big group. Catholic priests make up only about 7% of the chaplain corps. Wow. There it is. That's a lot. Uh, we'll take a few calls, too. There's a number of people here that want to talk oh, to great. you. I want to talk to you about an encounter you had with a couple in the military, too, that Maggie was telling me about. Great story. But if you want to join us, Here's how you can do it. It's 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. Maybe you have served. You can share your experience of how a chaplain has really helped you, maybe through a difficult time. Maybe you're in the service right now. We'd love to hear your stories, too. Maybe you're, you're a chaplain. Maggie, did you want to jump in? Well, I was just going to say, when I when I met Father Peter at SEEK, um, we had just come out of a panel for military uh, students, and... It was incredible because there were some people talking and they're like, all right, we're going to open it up for a Q&A session now. And I thought, okay, am I going to have to like wait for something interesting to happen here? And it was immediate. Uh, a young man with very clean cut with a West Point shirt sticks his hand straight in the air and he says, what are we supposed to do about the transgender policies that are coming down upon us? And wow. he, he, he just straight shot. And Archbishop Broglio was in the back of the room and and he he came right up and he said, "Listen, no one can command you to violate your conscience." It Amen. was it was great advice, but he Father Peter and I got into a heated discussion after that just about what's going on in the army and what they experience. And you know, the the army it, it doesn't exist in a vacuum. And the army is affected by the culture and our culture our culture has now made things permissible that were unthinkable, yeah. you know, uh, you know, years ago, wh whatever it is, whether, whether it's the normalization of, of sex outside of marriage to, to, you know, this whole transgender issue and all of that. And, and everyone, everyone is, is, is required dignity and respect. You know, we, yeah. we owe everyone dignity and respect, but no one can force us to violate our conscience and to violate what we believe Amen. and how we practice our, our, our faith and uh, and that's where that's where it gets that's where the heat comes in that's where you know that's where people it's like you know no you will think this way no I'm not gonna think that way like do you think that's a contributing factor to the decline in, in military recruitment numbers I don't have the data in front of me but I about a month ago I think I saw that every branch of the military is down in terms of recruiting numbers except for maybe the Marines I think they hit their goals. Is it the wokeism that has infiltrated the military right now? Maybe things will change under different administrations or different leaderships, but what are you seeing? Historically, you always see a decline in military recruitment yep. when the wars are over. Mm -hmm. And we're not active I mean, as, as a hotbed as the world is right now That's with true. all sorts of things percolating 
you know, in Eastern Europe and the Middle East and in far in the Far East, there's a lot there's a lot of stuff on the stove. Yeah, okay. But but we're not at war. Technically, we're not at war. So when we when you see when you see the country comes out of a, a wartime army, you always see a drop off in, in recruiting. So there, there's a part of that. Um, now to speak to the the cultural thing, it, does it have an effect? I mean, I'm, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. And and uh, and I think it's it's best. I think we're at our best right. when we train and prepare to fight and win our nation's wars. And then we have to ask our que uh, the questions like, how do the social questions and how do the the the, the permissiveness of of certain uh, social themes of the day how do they help us prepare to fight and win our nation's wars? Yeah, my guest today, if you're just joining us, by the way, Father Peter Papasella, great to have you in here. He's a Thanks, chaplain man. in the U.S. Army. I want you to get connected to him, too. I'm going to grab a couple phone calls for you here. Uh, you can go to priest, if you want to email him, it's priestrecruitereast at gmail.com. Priestrecruitereast at gmail.com. You can also follow him on Instagram. He's handing, that's how I first saw you. He that's handed it. me that card. It's uh, fr. Dot Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam. And you can also go to GoArmy.com slash chaplains for more info. Let's grab a few phone calls. Deacon Sean is listening to us. His son is actually a seminarian in Mundelein. Hey, Deacon, good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon. What an amazing thing to hear um, your enthusiasm and your great energy, Father Peter. Uh, thanks so much. Um, so just laud all the work that you do, and I think very challenging circumstances. And Drew... Thanks for just the engaging discussion. Um, my 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 seminarian son is blowing me off tomorrow <laughs> with an opportunity for a dinner with uh, Cardinal Tisabella oh, wow. because he has to attend that basketball game. I think he may be scoring. His name is Patrick, so look for him. Nice. I'm going to be I looking for him. Sure. Open. We, yeah. we tip off tonight at six. I'm going to be back there for that. It's just up the road. Yeah, he'll be there. So uh, I will give him a. He, he's definitely not playing. So uh, he's unfortunately. Height challenge, as I am, although taller than me. <laughs> so, uh, I, I would, uh, I will give him a heads up to look for you because I think it'd be awesome for him. I think you know our seminarians as they, as they go through things and trying to stay on the path and and be true to their vocation and discern their vocation. That meeting guys like you is is super helpful in in terms of keeping them on that path. That's so great. So oh, I that's great. No, and I'll keep your son, I'll keep your son you. and the other seminarians in my prayers too. It's they they've got they've got their challenges, you know, that to hear God's will and and to follow through on it. Yeah, so very true. Well, Deacon Sean, very thanks true. for your yes too. I'm grateful for you serving the church too. We'll pray for your son yeah. and uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I was just at Mundelein not too long ago for a Christmas concert. I want to send a shout out to Wayne and Irma Kinsey who invited me to watch these seminarians sing. Christmas carols. That's a beautiful place. The Shrine of St. Maximilian Colby is right down that street. So you'll get a chance to see that. Yes, too. I've, and, I've been there. I went there yeah, last year. It's beautiful. Part of the stunning, stunning place. All right, we'll take a few more calls. 888 914 9149. Greg is in, um, in Indiana. Hi, Greg. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, I'm a 34 year Air Force veteran. Um, I was 11 years active duty and 23 years in the reserves. Um, and one of the things I thought of that might help be a kind of a compromise to uh, bridge the gap and the shortage of priests is if they recruited more in the guard and reserve, because this way a, a bishop's not giving up a priest full time, maybe just, you know, one week in a month, two weeks a year, maybe a deployment here and there. Just wanted to see what the chaplain thought of that. And uh, ironically, my last deployment was in March of 2020. We left for Qatar and, uh, Flew uh, 14 and a half hours nonstop from Indiana 
So it was kind of kind of interesting. We flew right at the right at the start of COVID, so that was kind of a interesting thing. And it turns out the priest there at IUD happened to be a priest from our Lafayette diocese, so that was that was pretty cool. So I got to know Father Jenko really well, and uh, you know we had dinner once a week, and we were able to get the sacraments a little quicker here than over there but i mean then, then back here so i love anyway, that you so, mentioned anyway, that, that's my question i love i love that you mentioned thank you I, I love that you mentioned about the reserves and and, and let's talk about that because the, the reserves i can speak for the army reserves when we when we recruit into the army reserves we actually we we can take green card holders so it's a path it's a very noble path to citizenship for foreign-born priests that have a heart for the country and a heart for for service and they want to become citizens so I, I know there's there's um, there's a population of, of uh, foreign-born priests here in Chicago that might be interested in serving in the Army Reserves to expedite their citizenship, and that's that's a great and a noble path to citizenship. Uh, it is less of an ask uh, than than active duty, uh, and and that's true. Um, there's there's a commitment of generally a weekend a month and two weeks out of the year, so it, it is less of a, a daunting ask. But I I have to say that we do need priests on active duty. We need them, oh, absolutely. you know, not, not only because, because of the mission of active duty, but also it's when they're on active duty and they gain rank and responsibility, it's, it's a help in protecting Catholic interests in the army as well. Yes. Yes, okay. absolutely. And, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to poo-poo that. I'm just saying, I know that there is a, uh, that there is a definite need, and that might just help uh, bridge bridge. Right. No, no, absolutely. absolutely. You can't. I'm not suggesting as a replacement at all for the active duty right. priest. Not at all. So. Hey, Greg. Thanks. Appreciate the telephone call. Good to hear from you. I got to hold it right there because I got to take a short break. When we got come it. back, we will take a few more calls. If you've been deployed, if you served, if if uh, chaplains have influenced you, if you're even a priest, you want to know a little bit more, maybe about becoming a chaplain. Great time to join the conversation. We're here with. Uh, uh, Army Chaplain uh, Peter Pomicello, uh, do you have rank by any chance? I mean, yeah, do, I do. So the, they, this, they this, gold, this gold leaf that you're looking yeah. at over here, that, that distinguishes me as, as a major. So okay. every chaplain in the Army is a commissioned yeah. officer, yep. and you'll start as a first uh, first lieutenant if, you, if you're just a chaplain candidate. Yeah. Then by the time you, you're ordained and you become uh, a, a, a full-time chaplain, it'd be— uh, you'd be a captain generally, and, and you don't move. Do you, do you, you do. You do the, move the army has with time or, or with service or both time, service, merit. Uh, we've had we've had priests as two star generals to be the army chief of chaplains. But you can't com command. Uh, you know, no, if, so, oh, that's you, very good. You, you can't say hey. Very good. So, <laughs> so chaplains will never have command authority. I'll never have command of troops, nor will we be combatants. I'll never carry a weapon right. or, or, or act as a combatant in, in war. But what do I need a weapon for when I got all these these other, <laughs> these right. other dudes around me? <laughs> no fear of laying your life down. and, and uh, yeah. You have to think about that when you're an Army chaplain. It's I not mean, like serving in the diocese. We can talk know. about it when you we get, get back shot in the back. Let's do that. Let's do that. You know, <laughs> South Chicago that. or you know Philadelphia <laughs> or some other place could be a pretty rough place, too, depending where you are. So as a priest, but uh, we'll talk about that more. And we'll take your calls. If you're on hold, I'll get you on the air. The number's 888-914-9149. Grab a pen and paper, too. I'll get you info on how you can connect to, to Chaplain Pompicello. We'll be back with more right after this. Connecting you to the truths of your Catholic faith. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Hey, today we'd like to thank Tom, who is listening in Illinois, for donating his 1978 Slick Craft Boat. You can join Tom and thousands of other listeners in donating old vehicles, trucks, boats, and RVs. 
by visiting relevantradio.com slash car. That's relevantradio.com slash car. Is that what they're supposed to tell your mother when they send her another folded American flag? Tell her that when you found me, I was here and I was with the only brothers that I have left. And that there's no way I was going to desert them. I think she'll understand that. Or to fight for Uncle Sam. He'll lead us on to glory, ho. He'll lead us on to glory, ho. To save the stripes and stars. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Well, it's great to be with you today. That's, uh, if you've seen that movie, it's a powerful movie. You know, Saving Private Ryan, for sure. And I am in studio today uh, with uh, Father Peter Papasalo, who's a major in the United States Army. He's an Army chaplain. And uh, Father uh, Marcel Tyone's going to be actually, stopping by. Too. I actually had a lineage to pri- pri- uh, Saving Private Ryan. Do you really? You One of my, yeah, my, my paratrooper, the paratroopers I jumped with had a lineage back to them. Really? Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah, you know, we're very proud of that history. Wow. How do I, how does one address you? You know, when somebody is a doctor and, and their priesthood. I, I'm you know, glad you asked that. Are, are you Father Major Peter? Is so, it Major Father Peter? And, is and it it's, Major it's, Reverend? It's excellent, yeah. If, or if you're my sister, she teases me. She calls me Father Brother. <laughs> <laughs> so like so um, the, the proper way to address any chaplain, yeah. regardless of their, of their religious affiliation, there are five official religious affiliations yeah. that are recognized by the Army. But you address them simply as chaplain. Okay. Male or female, whatever their denomination, they're addressed as chaplain. Now, if you don't know enough, and, and oftentimes the first thing people see is the rank, so then they'll just say, they'll they'll just say they'll address you by your rank until they realize, oh wait, chaplain. But you're most properly you call them chaplain. And here's the beautiful thing about it. I don't have my headgear in here. I left it outside. Yeah. But my hat, my headgear. Yeah. Normally, for any officer, they wear their rank on their headgear, on their cool. on their helmet, their hat, whatever it is that they're wearing. But a chaplain always wears their religious affiliation. That's cool. And that never changes. So if you're first in the Army as a captain, it's the cross. Yeah. If you get to be promoted to the chief of chaplains with two stars, it's that's still the cross. That's so cool. So you have the cross. Does everybody have a cross? I mean, I'm assuming— Exactly. The, the, this is this is my designation as a chaplain. And, and same for Protestants? They have yes, the cross? Yes. There's, there's no distinction between Catholics and Protestants Jews, when it comes to Jews this. Jews would be there. The, the, the Star Jews, of David, right? It will be a Star of David with the tablets of the, of the Decalogue. Okay. And then a crescent moon for Islam. Mm-hmm. And then the other two uh, recognized would be Buddhists would wear— it's called the wheel of life. It's it looks like a ship's pilot wheel. Yeah, right. And it's called the wheel of life, yes. and then the Om symbol for the hmm. Hindus would, would would be. And to be honest with you, I'm in the army on active duty ten years. I've never met. I've had. I've yet to personally <laughs> uh, meet uh, a Hindu chaplain. I've never I, met one. <laughs> I want to talk to you about my buddy who was a chaplain. Oh yeah. So, but before I do, let me welcome to the conversation uh, Father. Uh, Marcel Tyone, he's a priest <laughs> of the Diocese of Providence. I didn't do it. I didn't say anything, Father Marcel. I didn't do it. He's a regular guest of Morning Air, The Inner Life. He's just been named, and I'm breaking the news before I probably should be, Interim Director of Vocations <laughs> for the Archdiocese of the Military Services. Hey, Father, good to have you with us. Congratulations. No, thank you. And uh, I was just with Father the other day in Washington, so I'm glad to, <laughs> glad to be out. So, yeah, we can... Yeah. So uh, I yeah. didn't do it. I didn't say it. We left that conversation. I said, I'm not going to say anything until after you announce it this weekend. That's great. No, it's, 
you know, I'm going to announce it in my parish this weekend, and I know a lot of people listen to Relevant Radio, so they might be finding out this way, but I trust the Holy Spirit, divine providence of God, so we'll let that be. But I'm, I'm so honored uh, and excited and enthusiastic to, to support a chaplains like Father Peter, who has the best Instagram of any priest I've ever seen. <laughs> it's quite entertaining and relevant, uh, no pun thank intended. You. And thank uh, you. it was great. So check that out. It's worth a, worth a visit. FR.UncleSam uh, Instagram. Find us. That's it. So, uh, yeah, so so it's exciting. It's great. And I'm looking forward to, to, obviously, we have wonderful seminarians, I know, all over the place. And uh, I've been reach- they've been reaching out as they heard the news. And I'm so grateful to serve them and to be with them and to walk with them. So so I love priesthood. I love yeah. our country. I respect our, our military so much. So I'm, I'm just enthusiastically blessed uh, that to be part of this team. So, and, uh, so Father Tyler, let me ask you, what's your greatest challenge in, you know, what, what are you seeing as a greatest challenge to, you know, your new call into getting men? Yeah, I think obviously it's just, I'm going to, I'm going to need to really familiarize myself with the culture in each branch of the military. Number one, I think that's, that's a, something I have to really focus on and learn from people like Father Peter that already serve and, and do a great job how their life is, and to really share that, obviously, and walk, mainly walking with our seminarians and, and those that are discerning, but being radically available to anyone uh, who wants to serve the Lord Jesus as priest and, and to walk with them and walk by their side. So I think that's a challenge, and I think the challenge is, obviously, the archdiocese is literally a global archdiocese, so the distance is, is going to be a challenge, I think it always is, for everyone that serves in the military. And so I, you know, I, I, I don't know, I, I think, uh, you know, the priesthood's the same, Christ is the high priest, and uh, he's definitely calling people. I heard a little bit of the show before I came on, and you guys were talking about, you know, why are numbers down and things, and yeah. I, I'm convinced in my life as a priest, in my own life, and the people I serve, that Christ is calling many, many men to be priests, and I think he's calling many seminarians to co-sponsor, but uh, out in the culture, I think a lot of people don't hear God as much with all the noise and the media, so it's kind of a, I think, kind of a hard time to listen in prayer to God, so I think that's the, one of the fueling that problem we have, so, so we got to have to address that and, and help people listen to the Lord and walk with them when they feel called to discern. Well, if your voice is pricking the conscience or the heart of a man that's listening right now, what's the best way? I mean, uh, what's the next step if he says, okay, I kind of feel God is putting this in my heart. What steps well, do they make next? I mean, if someone's called certainly to, to military chaplaincy, they would mm-hmm. reach out to Father Peter or me um, as of today, and or someone that's really involved inside the archdiocese, especially about co- people don't know what co-sponsoring is, I think, and I mean, some seminarians and clergy and priests need to know how it works and what it's really about. And I heard you guys, you know, one of the callers had that idea, right, the, the National Guard part-time, sir, but priests do serve the military in different ways, and even, I think, a lot of priests don't even know how that works either. So a part of it is catechizing, educating, and, and networking people to each other, seminarians, when they meet other seminarians, as we are with priests. When I met Father Peter the other day, it's, it's inspiring to meet a brother that's doing the same thing differently, and I think kind of kind of networking with each other is, is also something that young man needs to do. We need to kind of bring him in yeah. to other people that are discerning, and then all of a sudden, it doesn't feel strange or alone, Right, and you kind of when you meet other guys on a retreat, you can kind of put yourself, you kind of see yourself better, a kind of you learn where you are in the process. And that, that's you know, and I would I would add to this too, that simply to to the priests, to the seminarians, or even to a young man out there who's thinking about the priesthood, and to echo the words of Saint John Paul II, don't be afraid, do not be afraid. And to just have the conversation. That's why I'm trying to be as accessible as I can through Instagram and, 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 and uh, you know, reaching out on email. But to have a conversation just to talk about it. You know, we're not, we're not going not gonna to make any decisions in a day. Yeah. But, but you, can, you want 
you want to do the Lord's will. And if he wants you to be a priest, that's what's going to make you happy in life. And you're not going to be happy in life unless you're doing as well. It's that simple. It. <laughs> Amen, Father. That's right. I think that's, that's great. And uh, yeah, so I think that's it. That's, hey. that's a beautiful thing to say, right? Some of us are created to be priests. That's true, right? That's our cause. God created us. Christ creates some men to be priests. And uh, and I love Father's words, right? We're all looking for fulfillment in life. Who doesn't want to be fulfilled? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a deeper thing than just being busy or having a job, but fulfillment, doing God's will. And if it is God's will, will only be fulfilled this way. So it's, it's, it is, it's, and you're right. I've, you know, seminary doors open out, right? They're not locked. You're not, mm, you can always discern back out. Okay. So you don't, seminary doors are not locked. You can go out and mm. it's not wrong to come in and go out if the Lord and the church want you to give it a shot. And I think um, many good men discern now and they take that with them and maybe their son becomes a priest. Yeah. That happens so often that I know. So, so I, well, I believe the Holy Spirit's working right now. I think he's speaking to a lot of men's hearts. So I hope they'll be open to that. Yeah, one final thing with you, my, uh, Father Tyone, as well. You know, you're, you talked about some of the challenges. We talked about wokeism in the military. There have arisen in recent years uh, secular saying that having military chaplains is actually unconstitutional. Do those kind of church state do those church state detentions impact the service of a chaplain at all? And w what are your greatest challenges? Are you asking Father Peter? I'm about? asking both oh, no, of you. I'll, both I'll, you I'll, I'll throw in on that. You know, there is. I was just talking about this with one of the seminarians up at Motherline. There's, there's a movement. There's a threat that they think. Well, we like. Why do we need people, people's religious leaders, to be paid by the taxpayer to serve soldiers and sailors and airmen, when we have behavioral health specialists? Yeah, right. You know, that's like as if that's going to, that that could replace. The spiritual element, and, and, and I, I, to speak very plainly, as priests, Father, Father, Father Tyone, myself, we have a skill set to offer. We have a skill set to offer, and that's that's called the, the remission of sins through absolution and the bread of life. That's not coming through yeah, any kind of counseling. Now, and that's not to say that we can't work together. And they they there there is a, they're a, a great part of the support system for soldiers, sailors, and airmen to have counseling and to have behavioral health specialists. Yeah. But you can't one doesn't replace the other. No, no. I, let, and let I, me and do, I would go ahead, and I would just say too. I think you know if, when we read the Constitution and we understand the Constitution, the real one. Uh, we know it's freedom. It, you know, it's it's freedom of religion, not freedom from religion. Right. So people are redefining, you know, right. religious rights, and uh, you know, the 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 documents are so clear that you know to worship God is our first right of this nation, and it's it's the right that should can never be taken away because this is the United States. That's the whole point. Yeah. One of the great reasons that we're built upon that, and certainly, gosh, aren't we blessed that so many Roman Catholics do serve, you know, like we're blessed there's so many people formed by the Church and Christ that, that give their lives. It, being in the military, is, is a, it's, a, it's a mission, it's a charity, and it's a self-gift. Like, no matter how yeah. how it happens, there's always a self-gift involved. There's always, and obviously the, the priests and any of the other religious leaders, they, people have a right to practice their religion, and especially our military. We should Amen. give them the greatest respect to practice Amen. it even more than civilians. I really believe they should get, they should have the first priority uh, in this arena for sure. Well, Father Tyone, first of all, congratulations. I'm so grateful for your time, for your service uh, to the church, to the country, and here on Relevant Radio. You've been a great voice. I have to take a short break. You know how this works. So thanks for, thanks for being with us. Uh, Bob in Vinegrove, Kentucky, was deployed to Afghanistan in 06. He's on deck, wants to share part of his story. Our conversation also with Chaplain Papasella will continue. If you want to get in, 
We have a few minutes left. You can join us at 888-914-9149. Stay with us. I'll be right back. This hour is supported by Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Join the nation's largest Catholic-oriented credit union and receive $200 when you add a direct deposit. Learn more at NotreDameFCU.com slash join. That's NotreDameFCU.com slash join. I wish I was back in the army. The army wasn't really bad at all. Three meals a day, three for which you didn't pay. Uniforms for winter, spring, and fall. There's a lot to be said for the army. Your life connected. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Good job, Maggie. Very interesting you were enjoying. Yes. First time that has ever run in all of my radio career, but I like it. It's great to have you in the studio with me, uh, Father Major, or I should just call him Chaplain, Peter Papasello. It's great to have him here with us. He is an Army chaplain. He served for like about 10 years now? Yeah, 10 years. 10 years, ten years on, on, the, on this military mission to bring soldiers to God and God to soldiers. And I've got a military operation I wanted to yeah, talk to you please about. Please do that before so, we take so, calls. Uh, no, I want you to plug is, Yeah, this everyone. is great. We're, we're, we've got Lent coming up, right? Yep. Lent's coming up. And we got to be prepared. We need a plan for Lent. Just Amen. like you don't just go off to war like, oh, okay, we got to go. No, you got to make a plan. And we're going off to spiritual battle this Lent. Yeah. And we're at H minus 19, to use the military term. We're I counting like down. Yeah. We're at H minus 19 today to get ready to go into the desert with Christ and, and to pray and fast and, and consider our almsgiving for Lent. So I'm running Operation Ashes to Glory. You can join us to pray for vocations. Like Operation Ashes to Glory on Instagram Live. We're going to start February 5th. And we're going to run up to the 13th. That's right before, that's Mardi Gras. And that's that's the last night of this prayer and preparation. 9 p.m. Eastern, Instagram Live. At, you can find me at fr.unclesam on Instagram. Each night we'll do, I have different guests. And we're going to, we're going to talk about what, what are we doing? What's our plan? Let's make a plan because a failure to plan is a plan to fail so that we go into Lent with intention. We don't want to wake up fat from, you know, king cake and we ate too much in Mardi Gras. It's like, oh, wow, it's already Ash Wednesday. What do I do? No, we're going to make a plan beforehand so that we can hit the ground running with Operation Ashes to Glory. So join us at, on Sam Instagram Live, 9 p.m. Eastern, February 5th through the 13th. I got my saying of the day now. A failure to plan is a plan for failure. I love it. All right. Follow him on Instagram. You can check him out if you want to email directly to us. Now, fast time goes. If you want to reach out and say, Father, I'd love to talk to you. PriestRecruiterEast at gmail.com. PriestRecruiterEast at gmail.com. You can always go to GoArmy.com slash chaplain, too, and get more info. Bob is in Vine Grove, Kentucky. I'll take a few calls for Chaplain Pompasello. Uh, Bob, good afternoon. You're on the air. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Drew and Padre Pete. Hey, hey. Good afternoon to you. That's very like common, that. too. I, I get a lot of, Pete, I like you get a lot of Padre. You oh, get a lot. I love that. My nickname in the Army is P3. Oh, I love so, it. So, you know, Pete <laughs> Pompasello, the priest. You know, oh, like Pete Pompasello, Padre. P3. Yeah. There you go. P3. <laughs> All right, so I'll make it short to the suite. I was deployed in Afghanistan in 2006, and that was a hard, uh, that was a God very horrific year for us. The only, on the year that I was there, I was only able to go to mass once. Ugh. And my, I, my biggest fear was not getting killed, getting hurt, because we, uh, every time we were out of the wire, we, we'd get into a tick or two, where I'd worry about my men. Yeah. But my biggest fear was to die without the sacraments. Mm. Because this is not a religion here. We, this is a relationship. So I did my rosary every day. Uh, I would pray 
I would do the sign across in the, in the chow hall, and then people would see me and go. And I, that's how I got my PS, my my uh, personal security details. They would come up. Hey, hey, next time you go outside the wire, we'll go with you. I said, why'd you why'd you volunteer? Because you got something. I said, you've got something about you. Wow. And no, if we get hurt, you'll take. We'll take. You can take. You will take care of us. Because wow. awesome. you got. You know, like in the, in the in the deployment that I got and that I had in Iraq and, and other other sites is that I can I can take Snuffy and put him in two categories: either he had a, re- a relationship with God or he didn't. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, on the quiet days or quiet nights, either on the fob or outside the fob, they think about the Lord. Yeah. I, I guarantee it, because they if they know you're a spiritual man, yeah. if they know you're Catholic. They'll come to you individually, and they saw you were authentic. They saw you. They saw your your yeah. authenticity in 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 your being, not not showy, but public about your faith, and that that's how we evangelize. That's how we attract people into the relationship that we're called to with Jesus. And okay, hey Bob, thank you for your service. Thank you for sharing so eloquently. That's beautiful. There's that other saying: "There's no atheist in foxholes," is there? So in places like that, men need. I mean, and women who serve. The, the comfort I couldn't of imagine serving without having the sacrament. The comfort of a chaplain I mean, is just, is irreplaceable. I I it's tough I had stuff. um I had the unfortunate duty to be on what's called a ramp ceremony when I was overseas in yeah. in, uh, in the Middle East, and that's that's when mm-hmm. we we ceremonially put the bodies on oh, on man. a rotator on 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 a plane to go back to Dover that's to be right. processed and to be returned to the family. And I and I'll say this just real briefly, not to get into the whole story, but yeah. I was there for that ramp ceremony. I blessed those bodies. Yeah. I was there for the troops to to say prayers with them. Mm-hmm. Then I came home, and I met with, I, I met with the spouse and the children, and I met with the parents of that soldier. And to be able to say I was there to bless your son's body, uh, I mean, how, what other consolation I can know. you do in such I a know. horrible situation? And and by God's grace, I I, I was able to to say those words and to, and to, yeah. and to be truly there for for the family and for that soldier from. From from that end to this, to, you know, to to his to his final resting place. Well, Padre, thank you for what you do. I mean, we're grateful for your yes. I hope a lot of other men who are listening, especially priests, uh, will consider what you do. I have a friend that is a chaplain, and we don't have time to talk about him today. Maybe we do, but um, you know, it was it was a game changer for him. It was truly a calling, and what a great man he is, and what a blessing he has been to the men he served with. Brian's in Iowa City, Iowa. Brian, you're on the air with uh, Chaplain Pompasello. Good afternoon. Oh, thank you, Drew, and thank you, sir. I would just like to say I can't give enough support to the chaplain services throughout the military. Um, I've only been a confirmed Catholic for about two and a half years, but over 30 years ago, I was in Desert Storm, 23-year-old young specialist, and my brother was killed in a car accident here in the States. And I had a priest, took his time, got with my command to inform me of what had happened. And got me a space a flight out of Saudi Arabia to Madrid, Spain. My orders were messed up, and I got bumped off of flights. And I had another chaplain that stepped up in Madrid and was able to get me a commercial flight back to the states. So for all the chaplains and chaplains' assistance, thank you. Oh, that's that's awesome. That's a beautiful story. And th- you know, it's 
And you could thank the chaplains that made that happen and the commanders that understand the need for that. Yeah. Commanders commanders will rely on their chaplains to say, hey, make sure this guy gets home. Yeah. And it's like, got it, sir. And we're going to figure it out. And we're going to make sure oh, we get it awesome. done. Hey, Brian, thank you, too, for your service and for such a beautiful, beautiful call. Uh, up next, Mary, who is in South Par, uh, Southport, uh, North, uh, North Carolina, near Wilmington. Hi, Mary. Hi there, Drew. How are you? I'm well. Thank you. Thanks for calling in. Good, good. So, um, Father Peter, I just want to share with you, um, back uh, in the 70s, I was an Army nurse at Fort Bragg, Womack Army Hospital, which is no longer Fort Bragg. But I had a situation on a weekend when a patient was dying, and the patient um, was of Buddhist um, faith, and I'm Catholic, so I called the chaplain on call. So it's a weekend, mm-hmm. and so I waited and for the chaplain to come, and when the chaplain arrived, the chaplain was a Jewish rabbi. Oh boy! And so we, we, the chaplain and I just looked at each other after I explained to him the situation with this Buddhist uh, female patient who was unfortunately dying of pancreatic cancer, and we just both started laughing <laughs> because. The, the ecumenical situation here, which I'm sure you have uh, experienced so oh, yes. many times, <laughs> was just so profound. And neither of us, you and I didn't really know what to do because she was Buddhist. So I was just sitting there holding her hand, saying the Our Father, and here comes the rabbi, you know. And so we were, t- <laughs> I mean, it really was just very funny, but just so beautiful that it's all God. It doesn't matter. And you know what, Mary? And, like you were authentic. You were authentic to your religion, to, to your beliefs, and 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 affording the dignity and respect of this Buddhist. It, we're not there to pretend, and I, I want to make that very clear. I'm not there to pretend as a priest to be something other than a priest. But I will. I'm, I'm going to respect a person's, you know, religious beliefs. But I'm going to, you're going to be there for them in, in that moment of compassion. That was great, Mary. Thanks for your call. I have a couple minutes left, so I want to sneak Ed in very quickly. He's been waiting forever. Ed, can you make it kind of quick? Please. Yeah, I'll make it quick. My yes. uncle was in the hundred. He's a chaplain. He was in the hundred and first and eighty second Airborne. Wow. He's a Vietnam vet, and he, and I when I was in uh, Okinawa when I was in the service, I asked a, a, an Airborne guy. I said, "Do you know my uncle?" And he said, "Yes, he's well respected." Uh, so that's as quick as I can make it. Well, thank you very much. I know you waited a long time. I wanted to give you some voice and Father. In the final moment. Um, whatever you'd like to leave to those who are listening or men who want to serve. We said it before. I'll say it again. Don't be afraid. If you're a young man, you're a young man considering the priesthood, you're thinking about it, you're a priest who has a heart for your country, a heart for God, give me a call. Get in touch with me. You can get, you can find me at far.unclesam on Instagram. You can you can email me, priestrecruiteries at gmail.com. Let's have a conversation. Don't be afraid. Well, Father, thank you. I am very grateful for your time. We'll have to do it again. There's so much more we didn't get a chance to talk about. Email Father Priest Recruiter East at gmail.com. Follow him on Instagram. It's fr.unclesam. Of course, you can go to goarmy.com slash chaplains for more information as well. Father, remember us in your mass, okay? Absolutely. You're in my prayers. Relevant we'll, radio. God bless you we'll guys. We'll pray for you too. Have a great day. God bless everyone.